need, I think I need, I think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. So I'm walking back from the beer store with Sarah to get a few goodies for the show and maybe some tomorrow night, you know, whatever. And uh, the road that sits perpendicular to the one that I live on, mind you, for those of you who don't know where I live, Baltimore City. So it's just, it's not. Uh, Give me your address. OK, I'll get you the address. Sure. Um, yeah. Zip code, all, all that good stuff. Um the adjacent street, there are other houses, and there's a, an alleyway where where a mobile uh, weighted bottom based basketball hoop sits, where the neighborhood kids shoot around on. Uh, and it can go, you know, <clears throat> they got the broomstick and go up from like six to like seven or eight, ten, and go up to ten feet. They never have it that high. Occasionally, when I'm walking the dog, I'll show them a, a move or two. I'll turn back the clock. Uh-huh. Like, what's up? Uh-huh. What's up, what's up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah. What do you mean? What's up? It's I still I don't have it, but I still think I have it. Um, <laughs> A little crossover action, a little touch the bottom of the net. I teach him fundamentals, you know, have a, how to play D, three-point stance. Um, uh, that's a triple threat, triple threat stance. Anywho, uh, so I don't know. There, were, there was a someone from the neighborhood, don't know who it was, was trying to move the basket and had his car parked out. You, you know where this is going, in front of it. Oh, yeah. And oh, the yeah. fucker tilts forward and the hoop, rim, and backboard blast into the side of his car. Uh, oh, a window didn't yeah. break, but I, I, I was at first going to play good Samaritan. And then I thought maybe like, I don't know, man, maybe this guy's just so pissed off that he's going to kick anybody's ass that, Hey man, you need a hand. Boom. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry about okay, you. Wait, you're good Samaritan after the fact, or like you were going to run up and try to save it. Well, there was no chance I could run up and save it. I think the flash okay. may even had a tough time catching that fucker and uh no we were walking and it, it just like it happened almost simultaneously as we turned the corner and at first i thought did that I was like, did that just happen but i couldn't communicate with sarah because we don't want to gossip about this guy that just got his car fucking damaged <laughs> by a basketball hoop so we just remained quiet and kept walking and uh, he moved it and i heard a couple fucks this fucks that but man i'd have been hot I'd have been fucking. Oh yeah. Livid. Oh, you'd have been more than livid. You would have beat the shit out of your own car just because it was there. And yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think you would have punched a random stranger. But, but you would have. You would have told him to fuck off. Like, fuck off, man. Just leave me fuck alone. <laughs> the Arr. the slightest hint of mm-hmm. any type of tomfoolery or mocking or snickering or giggling or <clears throat> yeah, like, you got a fucking problem. Fuck you. You know, I, I maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe this is why I need to visit a therapist or something. Because in those situations, <laughs> I really don't lose my shit. Like when when it, when the the most catastrophic thing possible actually happens, that's when I just like I get a big smile on my face. I'm like, Death. well, fuck it. There we go. We just burned it all to the ground. Okay, now we know what we have to do next. I'll cuss when I write the check for the repair, but I generally won't lose it after it's happened. That's not always true. Your brother knows better. When he hears when he hears this, he'll call me total bullshit on that. Right, He's right. seen me flip out plenty of times. But honestly, when shit burns itself completely to the ground, it's I don't know, man. What's worse though, a broken window or a dented door? I th- it's got to be the door because if you're work- tar- working with like frames, and I mean, I had a car that was a total cosmetic loss because, uh, a, well, first of all, a telephone pole 
smashed into it, and I got money for it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there was a part of the of the door frame that they they couldn't actually they couldn't repair for some reason. So they just uh, the the insurance company chalked it up as a total cosmetic loss. So yeah, a window all day. Now if you've got to pay a fucking deductible, which I think I don't know, deductibles are a scam. They're yeah. they're a fucking scam. Yeah. And they are a scam. They're, that just means like uh, we're only going to insure you if like you murder an entire other family, which is super rare. It almost never happens. But when you get a ding in your door and you don't have enough money to fix it, eh, sorry. Yeah. If, if you rip the entire door off and it was a Rolls Royce, that yeah. But you're probably gonna have full coverage in that scenario. <laughs> so I don't think. Uh, yeah. And he, they, they, you probably got some scratch in the bank to solve that one. I was gonna say Rolls Royce money also means like you got get out of murder money too. Yeah, you got to you got, yeah. you got that kind of scratch on you. Uh, I knew I had a coworker who she hit a deer, and her insurance went up. Right on ninety five, you know, doing either sixty five or above. I I don't know what type of <laughs> driver she was, but I assume that she wasn't, you know, speed limit ten and two. And you know, a fucking uh, uh, Bambi comes hauling ass across the street. I I, I didn't say killed it. But if you ever have you ever witnessed a, a deer or, or seen any type of deer get blasted on ninety five and get up and run away? Oh, no, not on ninety five. I've say, seen one on. Back, I've seen one on Doctor Jack, but not on ninety five. I've I've hit a deer like that on on a back road, and they've they've all they've all managed. They just fuck my car up, but they 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 walk away without a scratch on them. They just gotta lick lick their uh, lick their hoof, wipe their wipe their ears, and run away. Okay, now I'm gonna have to back track and i am going to be a hypocrite because um yeah i'm getting ready to tell a story where i everything went down and i was uh enraged i was on dr jack it was my 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 road the road i've always lived on and i hit a deer in my first fucking car like less than a month after getting it 16 years old fifteen hundred dollars every dime to my name in this 1983 toyota celica i didn't hit the deer mind you it ran into the side quarter panel and just fucking went hoof overhead fucking flopped onto the road and i i stopped like you know not that far like a tenth of a mile down the road i was fucking fuming get out of the car and i start walking down to go start i don't know what i was gonna do start kicking the deer punch it i don't fucking know <laughs> it's lying on the ground and i get like three quarters of the way there and i see it like and it starts to stand up and i'm still walking just fucking like stone cold steve austin the glass just broke <laughs> and i'm <laughs> throw like, me throw me like beer ten, jr <laughs> <laughs> 10 steps from getting to this deer finally like something snapped in my brain like what the fuck are you doing you're gonna go fight a wild animal he's gonna kick you in the dick and you're gonna be lying on the ground with your car sitting in the middle of the fucking what do you turn around and by then the deer had actually righted himself and was walking away i'm like yeah he's gonna fuck you up just <laughs> then i ran back to my car that's the the deer <laughs> yeah. into the side of the car because that's happened to me twice and they, they must teach that in Deer Elementary School. Like, if, you, if you're going to get hit by a car, this is the most safe, effective way to walk away from it. You know, sometimes some of us don't have that option. Some of us are dumb and go across major highways where multiple cars. There's a game made about that. It's called Frogger. But, uh, yeah, she, she hit, a, hit a deer. Uh, I didn't, didn't total her car, but I think she had to have some pretty serious shit done to it. Um and yeah, it was telling us how her, her my insurance went up. I was like, God, that's oof. And all, all I could get out was the fucking Lebowski. Bummer. That was, that was a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to hear Dude. that. Oof. <laughs> I, I'm having a, uh, by the 
the way like an old man like moment of glory because um I just went up on my progressive insurance. I'm um I'm now in the Diamond Club Ooh. and it's uh you have to be you have to be insured through progressive for 20 or more years. So I signed up for my progressive insurance uh, right around 2000 late 2001, so it's just kicked in. That means my insurance rate will never go up no matter what accident I get into. Um it's just a it's I, I get uh, I get priority if I dial the number and I punch in my code. I don't have to wait. I'm immediately answered by a representative. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I've made zero claims in 20 years <laughs> so they've gotten so for so for the probably hundred plus thousand dollars they've gotten out of me i i get the first phone call get that diamond so fuck you world <clears throat> Boom. That, that's also that shit bang where, like you do it so i i'm gonna say first i say in the royal you or a figurative you like you 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 i was gonna say you do it so little, but there's probably some assholes out there that are well versed in, in making insurance claims. I've been in dozens and dozens of car wrecks. I'm just saying, from my personal perspective, I still have a like. <clears throat> wonder if I'm doing it right. You know, dial the one eight hundred number on the insurance card. Uh, hello, is this the right number? <laughs> Am I doing this correctly? Am I doing making a claim? I'd like to make a claim. Well, I got rear-ended, and this this was actually the best rear-ending of all time. Mm. Um, I was I was. Getting ready, I was going to buy my Jeep, and I'd always wanted a Jeep Wrangler, and I was just a few thousand dollars shy of being able to pull the trigger on it. And I was sitting at a red light, and I just hear, and next thing I know, I've got a concussion. (laughs) And Of course, I deny fucking going to the hospital and all that shit, but he had somehow broken the bed of my Ford Ranger loose from the body of the car, smashed my bumper in, caused a couple other little, little deals. And uh, I remember I called the insurance and they were like, rabble, blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, I'll do this very often. So you're just going to have to tell me the process and I'm going to say yes or no. And we went through that. They showed up to my work. They went over my truck and they were like, yeah, does it still drive? I was like, yeah, I can get it from point A to point B. Like, well, we're not going to fix this thing. So we're just going to write it off total loss. Like, well, what do I do with it? Like, I don't know. Can't sell it. And uh, but you can drive it. So whatever you want to do. Yeah. They gave me like. They gave me like thirty five hundred dollars for my truck. That's <laughs> when the when the uh, telephone pole landed on my on my uh, my Hyundai Accent. I got thirty eight hundred bucks. So yeah. yeah and so. my first uh, real accident where I got hit head on in a Mazda Miata, <laughs> they actually paid me more for the car than I bought it for. So yeah, that was a nice. that was another doozy. Nice. Yeah. I was yeah. I was coming home. Well, I was I, when I was teaching uh, <clears throat> pretty much every day. From Wilmington, Delaware to Newark, it, it was it was backed up at least in a, in a small part of '95. Um, I think once you cleared like Newcastle, you, it started to uh, get a little bit better. But you had to you had to <clears throat> mind your p's and q's. You had to be alert, and I got I got blasted in the back. Not not full bore. Obviously, it was kind of stop and go. But I think this guy uh, just wasn't paying attention. Hit hit the gas. Didn't look. Smashed into me. I I uh, <clears throat> couldn't hit my brake. Uh, enough in time and hit a hit a fucking Land Rover in front of me. That guy got out, uh, fucking just, just waving his fist like angry white guy. Like what the what is this? And I was like that guy bashed me from the back and he looked at the back of his car and said, "Well, nothing's wrong with me. I'm leaving." And I turned and looked at this guy's car and it, dude, <clears throat> bumper smashed in. Hood is like a V. 
Uh, Wait, okay, so the guy behind the guy that hit you, yeah, left. No, the guy in the Land Rover left. Okay, okay. I was just you. nervous that he was going to raise hell that I hit him, and and you know, I'm, right, right, right. I'm driving my parents' semi borrowed slash quasi given to me Honda CRV uh, on a fucking teacher salary and a private school to boot, which you know, pays pays less. But he left. I look at the guy's car behind me, and it it, it is fucking just it is wrecked. It looked like. It looked like one of those crash test dummy fucking cars that they do. Uh, they, 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 put, they put the dummies in and run into a brick wall at full speed. And I didn't even get a chance to look at my car. I said, let's just let's just get off the highway because it's bumper to bumper traffic right now. Let's just, we'll just let's not fuck up everyone else's day. OK, cool. We get over and uh, dude, there is like a nickel sized dent in my bumper. <laughs> that was it. I was like, what? what? I was like, I'll give you a ride home, dude. He's like, oh, good, because I don't have any insurance. I was about to tell him to go fuck himself after he said that. But uh, ah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's how you make money over time, like a college loan. <laughs> you just bleed that guy dry for like 30 years, 500, 500 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I, well. You, you did the wrong thing, Wes. Way to go. I sure did. I sure did. Middle class souls, everyone. Merton <laughs> Fox, man. Alan is off tonight. He's in Louisville, Kentucky at a bachelor party playing like fucking 72 holes of golf over the next five days. They're going to Churchill Downs. They're going to a couple of gentlemen's clubs, I think. I don't know. Kelly, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Good weekend. Uh, he is Way off. to out the guy on a public forum. Nice job. Well, well done. He probably told her. I don't know. It's a bachelor party in Louisville. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Not uh, my fault anymore. Two quick, <laughs> two quick stories before we get to uh, uh, asking for a friend. And our buddy Adam's going to jump, jump on the show. They freed the ship from the Chesapeake Bay. They did a dredging slash towing. They, did, they, they didn't do one outright. Tugging? Tug, tug, tow and tug, a, yeah. A tugging? I mean, it's a tugboat, right? But that's technically a push. They shoved it out of there. It's gone. They, what, did, did they, what was on it? We, I need to know. Hmm. It's like a fucking like oyster in the middle. Of the, no, you didn't tell anybody. I, dude, I, I think it was thousands upon thousands of different things. I, I don't think it was one particular type of thing. It's probably like <clears throat> hungry Americans and millions of Etsy uh, uh, purchases. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was, man. People waiting on fucking throwback jerseys and shoes and picture <laughs> frames and fucking ashtrays. Uh, yeah. It makes me wonder if they didn't tell anybody because it was actually valuable and they know that the city of Baltimore would have turned into like Gotham City with fucking Bane in itself. Like fucking just swimming out there to fucking pillage and rampage. You know, I'm not one to really bleed out conspiracies, but that... That has some some backing to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that 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 makes sense. It's like it's containers for the De Beers company. It's fucking just diamonds, top <laughs> to bottom, hanging out in the harbor. Yeah, there would have been <clears throat> fake me out pirates, just you know hillbillies and their fucking two, their bass boats, just throwing what are they? Those like ninja claws up on the side, and scaling it. <laughs> <laughs> grappling hook yeah that's right whatever whatever i don't know <laughs> made out of garden garden tools and nylon rope yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah they made they they they, they uh i think they to, to the idea was let's dredge until it starts moving a little bit and we'll tell i the, the thing that gets me is the, the weight of that ship i understand that water is displacing a lot of that but can you imagine presumably you're using steel cables right 
mean, you're not. I don't know with that. I, I mean, tugboats, from what I understand, they've got those big rubber bumpers on them. Those big rubber baby buggy bumpers on them, and they use those to actually touch the ship and just push it. Okay, because from what I saw, they they were doing both. They were they were pushing and pulling. Yeah, well, I guess in that situation, you do whatever the fuck you got to do, man. <laughs> I was I, if they did, I, use I don't steel, know. And I also if they did use steel cabling in one burst, it could fucking blitz one of those trailers in half if it snapped correctly i think that's how it works man i don't know that that's a true thing at all i mean i know it is in movies but uh yeah <laughs> i think it happened in a diehard movie it did happen in Die Hard. that's exactly what i was thinking about that's a person it was easy it was like cutting butter yeah i know that's what i'm saying it's not gonna cut a container ship or a container on the ship in half if it snaps mm. i mean depends upon what test it is it could be high test, you know, a couple thousand pounds. I, I do have a question. Well, because you've been, you were really excited about this thing. What is the fascination with the ship being stuck? I don't, I don't understand. Like this, the Suez Canal one, like a few months back, like that thing, I mean, it's a major shipping channel. Like nothing could get by it. It was like a big rectangle stuck in a big rectangle, like just catty corner and block and shit. Like mm, this, maybe it's just a big dumb boat stopped in the middle of a big dumb body of water. This is like in 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 our backyard. That's why, you know. And it's just like going to be in. Pre- what they were saying was they they didn't they were projecting it till July, so this thing was just going to hang out right in the middle of Chesapeake Bay for for four months. It's be an eyesore for passerbys and boaters and people enjoying leisurely walks on the the shores of, of Anne Arundel County. It's like, hey, look at that. There's Beautiful. It's our Statue of Liberty. Sure. If you didn't, this is the thing, though. This is one of those news stories where it's a tree falling in the woods. It's if you didn't know that boat was stuck, you would just go by every day and be like, man, there's a lot of cargo ships come through here, aren't there? <laughs> if I hadn't seen that TikTok, I wouldn't have known. I, I would yeah. not have, it would have not been alerted. Uh, I don't watch local news at all. Um, <laughs> no. I don't. I, the. I listen to a sports FM channel going into work, and when it kicks to commercials, I typically flip on a, a Spotify playlist or something like that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, whatever. By the way, shoot me. I've been listening. I've been listening to a lot of uh, like Jack FM, you know, one of the uh, we play everything, we play anything, whatever. Like one or two, uh, seven, one of those yeah. deals. Yeah, one or two, seven. There's also one out of uh, Philly I listen to. Anyway, um, so Bruno Mars is on, right? Uh, it's actually Uptown Funk, so it's you know, oh. not tech. Yeah, and it's like Uptown, and I'm fucking like I'm I'm on the way to work. I'm like I'm I'm just I'm doing the white guy waist up dance, and I'm like I'm in a good fucking mood, and I get to work, and I'm like, man, that was a now that's a jam. Then I started thinking to myself, is it? You need to ask a black man. So, <laughs> <laughs> when, when I got to work. I found this. I found this uh, African American coworker, and uh, and I just walked up to him and I said, "Listen, Taylor, gotta ask you a question." Yeah, what's that? I was like, uh, "Bruno Mars." He's like, "Yeah." Is that just white people shit? It's like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> and went right back to work. He just said, "Yep." <laughs> and I said, "Thank you for your thank for your thank you for your input." Thank you. I needed for to know that confirmation. I was the, I was having a brain aneurysm on my way to work, figuring if this is it. I just this, look. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate appreciate it. One. Yeah. So now, now I now I know though. Now I know, and I wonder if Bruno Mars knows that in that in that community, which he's kind of halfway a part of. Mm-hmm. If 
if he realizes that, you know, he's making white people shit. Mm. He's making funky music for white folk. I think he knows all the way to the bank. I think that's okay. That's, uh... I think that's completely fair. Yeah. I, I mean, you're an artist. You do what you do. You do. He does it really well. He did. T- as I was walking away, he actually did say he's like, oh, don't take me wrong. He's legit. But yeah, that's white people shit. I, for, like, all right. for a second, I thought he was going to say, except for Uptown Funk. That shit's money. <laughs> that's the only one, though. <laughs> you guys start dancing. Yeah, yeah. But come to think of it, like if you're thinking about it, like stereotypically from a cultural aspect, like all of his other songs are like, they're, they're white people wedding songs. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's any song in the you know that, gr- that grenade song and your sex takes me to paradise yeah that jam yeah you're right man and it's usually for because I was around the time Uptown Funk came out maybe another like year after that um I had filmed, uh, recorded a few weddings. Those of you who don't know, uh, plug. I, I, I film weddings, videography, cheap, you know, good, better, best options. Um, but that was, a, that, that was for a period, at least more often than not, like the let's get these white people off their, off their tuchuses, uh and onto the dance floor jammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can see why. If you're going to get this little white guy to start boogieing in his fucking car seat on his way to work, mm. then yeah, then you're on to something, friend. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah, they, I, they've played it a few times. How old, how old, when's Bruno Mars come out with something recently? Uh, he did something kind of like lounge singer, like soul thing about a year ago, like right when the pandemic was, yeah, apparently he and a buddy like locked themselves in a studio, like while the whole lockdown was happening and he, okay. he put something out, but. It wasn't a huge commercial success. No, it's just what he tried to break away from entertaining white people. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna break the mold. A little bit. I don't know what it was. It's it was that one. that's like, uh, where you at? Where you at? Come fuck with me. Fuck with me. You know, it, it's a funny song. It's almost like a weird, like, like, like if um, oh, if Andy Sandberg from Saturday Night Live like <laughs> wrote a song. And then it was performed by a legitimate musical artist. That's what it was. Uh, his, there's some, there's something cool about his family. There's some like fun fact about his dad. Well, he was a uh, Bruno Mars when he was a little little kid was an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, I'm reading that. I actually just read that right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, don't know why I know so much about Bruno Mars, but I know more than I should. It's just this is. This is good. Uh, at the at the first of all, his name is uh, uh, Peter Jean Hernandez. Um, at the age of two, uh, he was nicknamed Bruno by his father because of his resemblance to professional wrestler Bruno San Martino. <laughs> yeah. Good for him, though. Appeared in '92. Appeared in a cameo role in the film uh, Honeymoon in Vo- uh, Honeymoon in Vegas and was interviewed by Polly Shore on MTV. Huh. Six years old was on the like Ar- Arsenio Hall show. See, yeah. kids, dude's been famous his entire fucking life. Good for him. I mean, he's a, he's a hell of a musician. Hell of a musician. Been entertaining white folk for thirty-five years. Thanks, Bruno. Usually, after I get done the wiki, the wiki, I usually just blitz right to net worth. 
because I want to see what these mm. motherfuckers are worth, and we're going to see right now. Bruno Mars. I, I, all right, I'm going to say he's worth. Mm, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go outlandish here. I'm going to say 25 million. Mm. 175 million. God damn. Yeah. That's got to be. Funk me up, baby. He, he probably toured his ass off for like oh, three sure or four years. I mean, they all hey. do, but <clears throat> I'm talking about selling out fucking football stadiums as opposed to, to 20,000 person venues. He did do the Super Bowl halftime show he like five, six years ago. So that probably, that tour after that was probably just wet panties and <laughs> soaked $100 bills. <laughs> he was on, he, he did, he was also the. Uh, musical and acting guest on Saturday Night Live once. They huh. like to do that from time to time. Like Britney did it, a few others. Uh, but he actually had some acting chops, you know? Not not great. Not like you know, he could be an actor, like, like Timberlake Dude, or something. But If you can be a normal person, either one of us could go do SNL for one night only. As the we musical guest? Not Okay, not as a musical <laughs> guest. Maybe a certain kind of musical guest. <laughs> Could do we a, could be dick in a box musical guest. <laughs> uh, shit. All right, folks, we'll stand by. We're going to get our boy Adam on for asking for a friend, and we're going to try to coerce him into sticking around for the remainder of the show. Like a warm, creamy chutney. Get ready for another spoonful of the middle class holes. Welcome back to the Middle Class Holes, Murr, Fox Man. No Alan tonight. <clears throat> As mentioned, he's in the great state of Kentucky, holding it down. Joining us from live from New York, Raekwon style, uh, our lawyer and our legal correspondent for asking for a friend, Mr. Adam Calvert. Adam, thank you for being on. Well, thank you. You're cooking up, cooking up briefs like the chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Only built for Cuban hot dog links. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Hey, actually, hold on real quick. Before <clears throat> before we uh, get into asking for a friend, Adam made a great point. Me, him, and a good buddy of ours, Don, have a uh, Facebook chat. Uh, what would you say? Adam, like 55, 60% of it is about boxing, and then the other 40% is just kind of this and that. And uh, we realized that Wu-Tang, along with Nas, are touring this upcoming, I think they start in May, and they go through the summer into the early, early fall. And Adam, mm. what's it called? New York State of Mind tour. New York State of Mind, and do they do they perform anywhere in the state of New York? No, they do not. <laughs> well, that's why they're just in the state of mind. Yeah, it's it's on point. their mind and yeah. with in, in spirit, but not in body. Mm, yeah, you, what, I don't, that's that's a stretch. Anywho, okay. asking for a friend, Murr, take her away. All right, here we go. I've got a few stories for you there, uh, Adam Calvert, Esquire. And we need uh, some advice from you. Now, these are some stories that we've already gone over on the show. And we'll start with the man I deem the mile-high masturbator. A man on a Southwest Airlines flight from Seattle to Phoenix is facing federal charges for pulling down his pants and masturbating at least four times in front of a female passenger beginning shortly after takeoff. Um, the man was arrested by officers from the Phoenix Police Department when the flight landed. And basically... We we were kind of trying to figure out the timeline on this when we talked about it the first time because it sounds like he might have been pulling it for about an hour, or he pulled it very quickly and then passed out for about an hour, and then woke up and went right back to task. So apparently he asked the um, the female sitting next to him on the flight if it was okay if he masturbated, 
And what what was her answer, Wes? Uh, I guess so doesn't does matter. It matter. Yeah, does it really matter? Mm-hmm. And then he went about his business. Uh, four hours masturbating. My question to you: the masturbator is obviously out of his mind. Screw loose. Something wrong upstairs. Nobody pulls their pants down on a plane and starts pleasuring themselves. Is his seatmate to blame at all for any of his actions? Because couldn't she have alerted the airline staff, um, I don't know, rather immediately and then taken care of this whole situation before it became a situation? Well, I mean, certainly uh, morally, socially, yeah, but legally, no. I mean, you're under no obligation to report a crime. Uh, so, no, I, and you could say that she's or encouraging it, maybe. I mean, it's, that's certainly not a crime. That's another social moral wrong, but you know, nothing legally. I don't know, man. Didn't, well, I guess it didn't the last episode of uh, Seinfeld, right? Didn't they all get fucking popped for that? Yeah. 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 That's, well, that was, uh, that was Massachusetts. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. But then it comes down to this though. If she allowed this activity to go on for four hours on four separate occasions, you know, Shots fired, shots fired, shots fired, shots fired. Mm-hmm. Um, she even claimed if she went to court saying she wanted damages for being a, you know, a witness to this or whatever. Um, didn't it's like a tree falling in the woods. Like you weren't offended the first time. So how can you claim you were offended the second, third or fourth time? If you didn't report it, it until till the landing like you, you you get where i'm coming from here does she have yeah. um does she have a case to say that she was offended if she decided to let it go on uh i don't think so i mean at that point i mean just take them out of the airplane situation just pretend they're two people you know uh hanging out somewhere you know if you're date or something like that and he asks her she says yeah i guess you know go ahead you can masturbate then you know she's got no claim there she she denied uh, that by the way she said she said her claim was her testimony was that I said no. Okay, well then that's a different story. Okay. Then that's uh, he. Yeah. Then he that's of course. Jury. He of course who jerked off four different times from Seattle to Phoenix said she said that. Of course, his side of the story. Yeah. Has to- <laughs> yeah. But I also stand here and saying, but she also allowed it for four separate occasions over a four-hour period of time. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's kind of conflicting. I mean, at one point, you would you would think, all right, there's nobody out there who is just going to let that go on and say, yeah, go ahead, right? Uh, but, and then on the other hand, if she she didn't even report it until I think like the flight was over, right, or something like that, <clears throat> or towards the end. Towards. The I end. mean, as soon as that guy stick out anybody is going to report that, right? I think getting up. <laughs> I think we're asking the wrong questions because let's assume this guy's sitting in the middle and we have the <laughs> other, the, the person on the window seat or whoever was sitting opposite aside. This is like a very clue like situation. It was professor plum who got drunk at the fucking, uh, at the uh, mile high club and lounge bar, uh, and then passed out and what, and, and this guy pulled his put four different times. Right. Where was that person? Uh, they didn't get interviewed. They didn't have any quotes. They weren't saying I, I objected or didn't say anything. Maybe they were well, like under under their uh, under well, under their well, shorts. What, what if it's a two? But if, if it's a plane that has rows of two seats, right? Uh, right. Does, does the aisle absolve you of all responsibility <laughs> at that point? Oh no, I was I was across the aisle. <laughs> you know, 
You're, I mean, well, that, was, that, that, was, that was on the other side. That was <laughs> two feet away. <laughs> but that's why I kind of, in a weird way, believe the masturbator a little bit because he, he, he claims to have asked her and she gave – even her answer wasn't exactly like, sure, I'm into it. It was like, does it matter? It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. I'm just not going to stop you, which seems to be the case here. So he maybe he was moderately discreet about the whole situation. But then just kept feverishly doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, it's like if somebody's like, hey, do you mind if I like uh, I got a hang now? Can I can I clip this now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But then if they take their socks and shoes off, it's going to be like, OK, I said you could clip a nail, not all of them. You know, mm-hmm. like y- you've gone a little bit over the line here. Hey, look, I suffer from severe flying anxiety and the only way to alleviate this is to masturbate all right i can do this once and get this over with or this four-hour flight from seattle to phoenix is gonna be fucking hell for you (sighs) whatever okay (laughs) i mean that sounds like hell to me right there (laughs) he's gonna make it much worse (laughs) okay and now is the point in the show where i implement maritime law what are planes under? Because right, I know in space it's maritime law, and I know in the ocean it's maritime law. What's the air? Is it maritime law? Uh, well, there is aviation <laughs> law. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a sort of conglomerate. I mean, there's federal law. There's, you know, depends on if something happens at the airport versus, you know, in the plane. Um, but it, it's its own specialty. What they need to have is so if you, they need to have either like airborne sheriffs that that my, like this is my county. And then when they get over another mm-hmm. county, they, they they you know they fly up in another plane. This is my county. Get out of that yeah. plane. They're gonna connect them like executive decision <laughs> that, style, that, where the plane ooh. flies up underneath and yeah, yeah. Dude, you just created a brand new basic cable court show, Air Court. <laughs> <laughs> So you get like yeah. Judge Judy or Steve Harvey up in that stealth bomber and then, you know, get that little that little tube attached to the plane and, and shoot them up there whenever something goes wrong. No, they, they, they it's a it's a flying courtroom. And uh, <laughs> as soon as they take off and they're in the air, they have to settle the case before the plane lands or the uh, the the defend not. Yeah, the, not the defendant. The other one. Who's who's the one getting prosecuted? The defendant. defendant. The defendant. Okay. If they land before the case is settled, he walks free. No charges. Well, wouldn't he just not take whatever settlement they're offering? <laughs> like, no, nah, I don't agree with that. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got – look, there's, there's some kinks to be worked out here. But, you know, the, I think the element of the show is is there. Murr's whiteboarding, and he feels like he's got a fucking yeah. idea that that's worthy mm-hmm. of a whiteboard. And I, 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 I think – you have something to a point. You were using some jargon that Adam obviously just was like, no. <laughs> what is this? Is it the defendant? No, that's not the defendant. It's the defendant. Yeah. All right. The defendant. <laughs> yes, we have some things signing up. They take off. They try a case. If the case isn't finished before they land because it's too complicated, homeboy walks free. And, End of story. You have oh, wait, the- wait. I got it. I got it. If they don't settle, they have to jump out in a parachute. Ooh. Land, land, like where, land where you land. Yeah. Forest. Body water. Lump summer leap. Lump summer leap. And it's and of course the pilot's like you're watching, air court. <laughs> no, no, you should make it flight court. So it sounds like night court. Ah, look at that. You see, dun, dun, it's all coming together. Dun, dun. We've got to keep pulling on this thread. Speaking of pulling on threads, uh, <laughs> rapper Gnu, um, 
Are you aware of GNU and his work? What's his name, Wes? Am I saying it right? It's GNU, yeah. Okay, GNU. Uh, how do you spell uh, that? G-O-O-N-E-W, uh, one word. I was I, saying GNU, but... Maybe maybe it's like GNU, like the animal, you know, like G-N-U. That's where he's his favorite animal. Oh, wait, uh, Murr, you forgot a very specific point that uh, I showed right. you today about flying. And Tyson. What? Mike yeah, Tyson. I know. Oh, okay. Oh, right. okay. You're you're a hundred percent right. I'm sorry. Fuck you. Okay. There's another flight case. Another another episode of flight court. So Mike Tyson. <laughs> now I'm just gonna do this off the top of my head because I forgot. I forgot. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This one's fight court. Fight fight flight court. <laughs> right? Is, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> All right. My Hollywood. idea. Quit Here fucking we with come. it. <laughs> so Mike Tyson was just on a flight. It was either yesterday or the day before. And uh, this guy behind him is messing with him and is like I'm just being. I, I, did you guys watch the video on that? Sure the TikTok did. or the, the tw- Twitter videos? Dude's like up. I mean, of all people to get up and like aggressive with from the back, Mike Tyson? Really? Mm-hmm. Well, eventually uh, it's like dude's like. Yo, Mike Tyson. Yeah, da, 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 da. And he's pointing at him. And he, it looked like he was like touching the back of his head a couple times. And then cut the video stops. And then the next video that starts is Mike Tyson pummeling this man's face. Um, so my question to you is, again, airline staff not stopping a situation. Mike Tyson is, of course, who everybody knows he is. He's a rather aggressive man. And he takes matters into his own hands. Seeing the video... Knowing Mike Tyson, knowing that there's an airline staff supposedly working on the plane, does Mike Tyson get into any trouble for this? If um, can the guy press charges, for, even though he, he was being an asshole the whole time? I mean, possibly. Uh, you know, you really have to. I mean, if if he's provokes and he has to, has to defend himself, then Mike Tyson has the right to do. Um, you know, to defend himself. I mean, if you look at the video, I mean, the guy got, a, you know, a little beat up. It, it's, it's, it's more of a matter of um, degree, you know, how aggressively is this guy going at him? How much does he need to do to defend himself? And uh, yeah, you just have to balance those sort of things. Wes, what do you have to add to this? Cause I, I've got a lot of questions that I can't think of at the moment. Cause I just, it just seemed like Tyson was in his, it's one of those rare instances where it seemed like Mike Tyson was justified in something yeah, he did. I do oh. like I think if any grown man on an airplane, the take it for the I don't know if this happened, but let's just say any other grown man. It doesn't have to be Mike Tyson and this clown that got pummeled. It could be any people. And I'm sitting there in the seat behind tapping someone's head, going, Hey man. <laughs> I think after like five or six, like that dude has the right to turn around and fucking cold cock him. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you being like that? Stop. You just happened to do it to Mike fucking Tyson, you idiot. Now, maybe he wasn't tapping him, but he was egging him on. He was definitely egging him on. And I guess at what point, if you're not good with words, okay, you know, you, me, you, Wes, we could turn around and probably eviscerate somebody with language. Mike Tyson doesn't really have that skill set. His skill set comes in the form of brute strength. So... I don't know. And knowing that Mike Tyson's a public figure and has been a public figure for fighting his entire life, what did you? What kind of response did you expect to receive after agitating someone so forcefully for even the amount of time I watched the video? That was long enough for me. But I'm a pussy and I can't fight. 
So I'm not going to go be aggressive, but that's exactly what a Mike Tyson's going to do. I guess the point is, is like if you pull a tiger's tail, expect to get scratched. And the guy got scratched. So is Mike Tyson going to face anything in your opinion? Well, you know, the thing is with, with any time a celebrity does something, there's always a much higher risk that they're going to get sued because they have money because they're a celebrity. You know, if it had been some broke Joe Schmo and he turned around and punched the guy and you get hit and you go to the lawyer and say, oh, yeah, I got hit. I want to sue this guy. Well, the first thing the lawyer does is sees how much money the guy has. Does he have any money? Does he have anything I can, you know, is even worth suing the guy? Um, and when you have a celebrity like Mike Tyson, that, that that chance goes up. So, yeah, there's definitely a chance that something will happen because of this. Okay. Now, does the airline have any responsibility? Because to me, that went on long enough that somebody should have come over and, you know, the, the, the guy that was fucking with Tyson was obviously in the wrong. So he should have been reprimanded, at least by the airline staff, at some juncture. And as long as that video goes on, nobody approaches, nobody says anything, nobody stops anything. Like, if you've got two individuals that are, I mean, Tyson was minding his own business. If you've got somebody messing with another airline passenger and no one stops it, at what point are you allowed to take it into your own hands? And then if the guy does sue Tyson, can Tyson then say, well, the airline lacked any kind of security personnel? They knew I was on the flight. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, you know, with the airlines, it's a little different with security. I mean, if you have uh, like a bar or a club or, you know, anywhere where you might see security people on the ground, um, then you could sue them for not having proper security. But an airline, I mean, you're, you're limited to what you get. You can't just you know, start having arms, you know, security guards that aren't TSA, all that sort of thing on the airline. So, it's unreasonable to ask the stewardess or stewards to do that sort of thing uh, to stop a fight. You know where they do have security flight court. <laughs> well, you know, they got a bailiff, right? Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Get Steven Seagal, like bring the executive uh, decision thing full circle. <laughs> Get him on there. John Leguizamo. <laughs> John Leguizamo. And he, he has a he has a blunt tipped crossbow so he doesn't pierce the plane. <laughs> okay, now we go to Gnu. Now Gnu, uh, he was a rapper and he died, and his friends threw him a going away bash at a nightclub. Uh, except for the twenty four year old's body, well he was there, in the nightclub, displayed, standing up, straight up. On the middle of the dance floor. And there's footage. Uh, he appears to be embalmed, overlooking the crowd, fully dressed, and wearing a crown. The audience reaction is kind of mixed. Uh, some are dancing along to the music. And others are stone-faced, staring at the dead body in front of them. Bliss Nightclub said they were, they were not made aware of the tribute ahead of time. And they are wondering, even themselves, if there's any legal ramifications. Are there any legal ramifications that you're aware of? for displaying a dead body in a place where a dead body is generally not on display. Well, you know, I took several classes in dead body law. But <laughs> um, so I actually, I broke, I dusted off the old textbook for you. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, <laughs> there are, um, there are lots of laws about what you can and cannot do with a dead body. Right. Um, both sort of public health laws 
and uh, laws that have to do with how you treat the body and how you dispose of it and, and all that sort of stuff. So I would say it's probably, they're probably breaking some sort of health code violation, <laughs> right? At least. Um, and, and, but displaying it, as long as I think if you have the family permission that you could display a body somewhere, um, but you have, it has to be lawful for it to be in that place, which I don't think that is. Yeah. How, how do you go about, uh, obtaining a permit for something like that? <laughs> yeah. I don't think there is a permit. That's, I think that's the problem. <laughs> well, okay. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, funeral homes, people die, bodies are on display, open casket, yada, yada. I mean, shit when a celebrity dies like michael jackson aretha franklin whomever uh, even when a body's like laying in state like these aren't generally places that dead bodies are open to the public so i mean i guess as long as they're not serving food <laughs> that... yeah yeah food's got to be uh 50 feet from the body um <laughs> yeah I, it, we got a special on uh, <laughs> got a special on hot dogs <laughs> I mean, you know, but the thing is, when you're talking about these famous people who they, you know, their body gets, you know, trucked around for everybody to, to, to see, um, they're not putting them in, you know, an Applebee's <laughs> or, you know, O'Malley Saloon or, or whatever nightclub this was. They're at some designated place where this is arranged. Right. Right. Well, okay. and I would also say that the guests guests that are coming to view the body are aware of what they're coming to see so my next question is what about the people who were completely unaware that there was going to be a dead body on display in the middle of a dance club when they were going to celebrate good news life if they wanted to sue the family for some sort of like mental distress would they have a case because they went and they were like uh you know maybe never seen a dead body maybe you never want to see a dead body you show up Maybe. And unknown, beknownst to you, there's a dead body in front of you while Bruno Mars is playing. <laughs> Maybe you were invited for a life celebration to have some beers and some drinks with some some friends and and commemorate the life of a good friend, and then that gets wheeled out. You're just totally fucking blindsided. <sighs> yeah, I don't think you get sued for that. <laughs> I mean, maybe if somebody did that, you didn't know the person was dead. You're like, hey, it's Gnu's birthday, <laughs> and he wheel out his dead body. <laughs> that, that might be enough of a shock. Like a weekend at Bernie's uh, style. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Uh, I can just imagine you're just in there. You were completely unaware. You'll do a little bump and grind, like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you spit a, spit a few bars? Oh man, <laughs> he's quiet tonight. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's shy. <laughs> Uh, and finally, uh, there's a teacher that was found unresponsive uh, after she was attacked by a five-year-old. A Florida teacher was found unresponsive after being attacked by a five-year-old, say the police. The child beat the woman with his fists and feet to a point where she had to be stretched out, stretchered out, and taken to the hospital. Um, let's see, the, the police department responded to the elementary school saying they quoted needed support. What kind of five-year-old is this? When officers arrived, they found her sitting on the ground against the wall, appearing to be in a faint state. Okay, so we're just going to open up the uh, 
we're just going to open up the entire playbook on this one. Okay, if a five-year-old attacks you in a vicious manner like that, even though he's a minor, you have the right to Mike Tyson uppercut him like you're on a jet blue plate. <laughs> Uh, again, I, we, it goes back to reasonableness. Um, you know, it's, I mean, normally, any five, if a five-year-old attacked me, I do not have the right to uppercut him. But it, I don't know what this woman's state was, and this five-year-old sounds like future heavyweight champion of the world, possibly himself. So, <laughs> I mean, it's all a matter of degree. How, I, how crazy is this five-year-old? Obviously, pretty you know, pretty wild to mess up a lady that bad. So maybe not uppercut, but a stiff jab. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> but the problem with that logic, and I'm not saying it's not sound. The problem with that is, is like, you don't, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've always said this about like uh, somebody like Jackie Chan or Jet Li, like standing about five foot tall, you step on their bright white new air force ones in the middle of the street in New York. They're like, hey, my shoes. And you're like, hey, fuck you. The next thing you know, you're fucking, you're waking up with no teeth. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know how vicious that person's going to be until they become vicious. So the five-year-old, you're like, yeah, fuck you, little pussy. And then next thing you know, you're waking up on the wall being stretched out by fucking your local finest. So, like, at what point are you allowed to make the determination that I can beat the shit out of this kid? Well, all right. So let me just disclaimer here. Uh, I'm not saying that you can beat the shit out of any kid at all. Uh, wait, ever, but I hear you ever. saying so- I hear you saying something, though. There's, there's a, there's a get, pretty profound butt in there. <laughs> I, get, I get, you know, like I said, it's all about a point of view. So if, the, if, you, if you're like bleeding, losing teeth and realizing, holy cow, this kid has like superhero strength. I cannot stop him. And again, I think this is much different for a man than a woman. I don't know how old this woman was either. Um, then if it's, if it gets to be that bad where the kid is kicking your ass, then I guess you can uh, step it up a little bit. You right. know what I mean? Like more than you would with a five-year-old. Just, just, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how a hard shelf doesn't stop. That's what I was going to say, man. My, my elementary school teacher, Miss Green, was like 105 pounds soaking wet. And she would have beat the snot out of me when I was five. Yeah. Even if I was like, come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. ABC this. Poof. <laughs> I had gotten fucked up. <laughs> so th- does she sue the parents then? Does the teacher sue the parents for the kids' actions? Because, I mean, I mean, a five-year-old, I guess, technically can't be held responsible for his actions. Uh, no. I, I mean, at that you, you, the kid is, is, I think it's a little different when the kid is in school, right? Um, so just like workers comp, if you get hurt at work, you can't sue your employer. Um, I don't think you could sue a, sue the parent for something like that because the kid is misbehaved and, you know, attacks a teacher. I mean, if, if that was the case, I mean, think how many teachers have been attacked by students. Um, uh, so I just, I, I don't think that that could happen unless... I mean, I taught for two years. No, Maybe no if one you knew, even... if you knew the kid had some propensity. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, maybe if you knew the kid had some sort of propensity, uh, or I mean, it'd be a lot different if the kid had a weapon or something like that. And you knew about that. That's a whole different story. But you know, just because the kid might lash out and try to 
hit his teacher. No, you can't see the parents. What I was going to say was I taught for two years. No one dared fucking come after me. I fucked their day up. <laughs> you taught elementary school, right, Wes? <laughs> sure, sure did. Yeah. Okay, now at what point okay it, what's the what's the um what's the cutoff line so like okay okay you're talking elementary school right you're talking a five-year-old all right so let's move it up a little bit here you get to a 13 year old can you fucking can you up what age what's the lowest age child i can legally punch in the face calvert <laughs> i mean i think you're gonna i'll, I'll say this you hit any kid and you're probably going to get sued and it's up to a jury to figure out whether or not you were right in punching that kid so don't punch kids because mm, okay. there's always because you're going to get sued either way now is it going to be based on age or body type because i'm willing to guarantee that there's some 13 year olds in this era that are bigger than me so if they're bigger than me can then am i justified in breaking some foot off in the ass <laughs> I think you've got a much better chance. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe you delay, you delay the trial a few years, let the kid, you know, go through puberty. Yeah. <laughs> By the time he shows up, he's really big. I think, I think what I was trying to say is, like, if you're going to go that route, you better have your ducks in a row. You better yeah. make a yeah. jury, like, yeah. realize that, that you, uh, <clears throat> you know, you, you, your back was against the wall and you had no other choice to, to, but to mm -hmm. do that. Now, what, Adam, going back to the uh, – the kindergarten teacher who got the shit kicked out of her. What if she invokes in loco parentes and sues herself as the parent? You know, because Murr said, what if, what if she sues the parents? She invokes in loco parentes. She's the parent. She sues herself. And then maybe she could win that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that, you know, yeah. That <laughs> is it, makes a lot of sense. Is yeah. this the legal Absolutely. term you just learned? Absolutely. No. Look, that's the, the, in place of. That's like what... Uh, that's what I was always told going through grade school. Like, we are your parents. Mm -hmm. This is Greek, kids. Uh, it's Latin, but yeah. <laughs> it's Greek Latin. It's Greek Latin. <laughs> and finally, Adam, we actually have a, um, a listener submitted asking for a friend. Now, there's a little bit of a backstory to this, and I'll share that with you. I'll, I'll give you the... Uh, the uh, the sugar packet version here. So, guy I work with, um, his friend, sadly, his wife died. And over time, he became lonely. But he wasn't ready for a relationship. So he decided to buy himself a relationship in the form of a $2,000 real sex doll. And um, now he does, in fact, have a girlfriend. Started to move on with life. Got himself to a committed relationship. And it's time to uh, get the doll out of the closet and out of the crawl space. And move on with life. And so this is the actual ad that they put on some Reddit or <laughs> Craigslist <laughs> site. Uh, says for sale. Looks official. Perfect gift, for, <laughs> perfect gift for the man who has everything except a girlfriend. One artificial companion well cared for from a clean upstanding home. Excellent condition. $1,800 value. Will negotiate to a loving home for $800. Great with kids and the elderly. Very pretty. Good listener. And all, all, and uh, whose only limits are those of your own imagination. So, is it legal to sell a used sex doll? Yeah, I believe so. Really? Okay. I, I, I would. Have... I would. I would strongly. 
suggest maybe look that up, but I don't see why not. Dust right? off, dust off the sex toy book from law school, bro. Come on. Yeah, that's true. My sex doll. <laughs> oh, boy. Come on. Well, to me, <laughs> the reason the reason I instantly said, "Hey, man, I need you to send me that ad because mm. I need to bring this up with our legal counsel," is because I, I learned something about prisons recently. Um, apparently. Uh, you know, the, the gang raping in prison is almost a thing of the past because prisoners have found a new way to shame other inmates. Uh, if you get any bodily fluids inside of you, they have to notify your family just in case there's a health risk once you're released. So apparently they're now holding prisoners down in, in places that are unspeakable, putting unspeakable fluids inside of their body by force. So... I was just under the assumption that possibly anything that has a bodily fluid, shall we say, inserted into it, could potentially taint a product from being sold uh, in the future. Especially, you know, if you obviously the nature of the gift or the the nature of the sale would involve a a product that is just for that cause. Is, doesn't this also fall under uh, you can't sell mattresses? Mm, because of bodily fluids. Yeah, but you can, you can sell the box spring and then the mattress is free if you're advertising. That's a loophole. Mm. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, there are used sex toy markets on the internet because I did look at this for you guys. <laughs> um, so the fact that they're, they're there and I don't know, maybe it's just like a, maybe it's like the police uh, set it up to, to lure uh, people like your your listener in, you know, to show up at the police station, the sex style. It's like how they get the people with the outstanding warrants. They told them they uh, they tell them they want a trip, you know, that sort of thing. Um, well, and the other thing was uh, the, the the other thing that set my antennas up here was uh, he he told me that as they were trying to sell this, apparently there is a Canadian site that will hold that will hold your device in escrow until full payment has been made and i was like that seems weird that it's in canada and that you're but they're offering sales in the u.s like it almost is like you have to ship your product over the border right wait for payment and then they'll ship it to whomever purchased it so it just seemed to me like maybe in the u.s there's a problem with this like like Canada's uh, it's like the Cayman Islands of sex dolls, <laughs> used sex doll market. You know, they just laundering money, like uh, laundering sex dolls through Canada. Of all the islands you could have named, that's the perfect one. <laughs> Came in. <laughs> uh, that but was totally I, unintentional, by the way. I wish, <laughs> I wish I was that smart to have to have come up with that. Um, and if anybody is looking to purchase this particular sex doll, you can uh, email us and we'll get you in touch with the uh, the seller. Uh, it's TickleOurTummies yeah. at gmail.com. TickleOurTummies. And further information, apparently uh, this man uh, was – I don't know if it was like for cleanliness or laziness, but apparently used protection the entire time with his uh, his particular companion. So. Mur, I just want to say too that I'm I'm very proud of you for selling your sex doll. You know, <laughs> this, or I mean, this anonymous listener uh, who hey. sent in this question. I'm very proud of him for selling his sex doll. That's a good step. Forward. I'm very proud of me and or whomever sent this in for you know finally moving on. <laughs> Actually, there was one more uh, write-in, uh, Adam. <clears throat> if you have, if you have oh. a minute, uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, asking for a friend. My hometown, which is a small town, the local city and county government have been taking serious advantage of people via a bridge toll. The mismanagement of accounts as well as overcharging of extremely long wait times. How can a local government take advantage of people like this? No explanations, no reasons, just it is what it is. Can you put this into perspective for me? Sure, sure. And uh, I dusted <laughs> off my uh, my toll law textbook uh, before uh, this, too, for you guys. Just for you guys. Only you guys I would do this for. Um, you, yeah, you, so. you, don't, you don't have to come up with any. <laughs> Any explanation for that one? Adam Adam took a screenshot of a friend of ours who asked him that random question, and Adam goes, boy, I, I'm not, not really sure. Not really sure about that. Yeah, I'll do it for you guys, though. Oh, beautiful. That, Hell yeah. All right, give us a skinny. You know, no, I don't know that one. Oh. I didn't look that one up. You surprised me with that. But other questions you guys send me. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Anybody asking for a friend, email us at tickleartummies at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, if you have legal woes, worries, uh, feel like uh, you, you might have done something fucked up a few years ago, I want to know statute limitations, selling sex dolls, wondering why your local small town and government are fucking you over at tolls, hit us up, tickleartummies at gmail.com. Hey, listen, we got Fun Fact Friday coming up. You want to stick around? Yeah, I love fun facts. Well, all right then. Say no more, Mr. Murr. Let's get to it, my friends. It's time for five fun facts for you fuckers. On a Friday, of course, being brought to you by the Shin Splints Recovery Group. If you've got any pain below the knee, <laughs> above the ankle, and you needed a mic like-minded set of assholes like yourself, find the Shin Splints Recovery Group right now on Facebook. Adam, uh, you, you know you, you do a little boxing. I know you've done a little running in the past. Any uh, any shin splints? Any pain below the knee, above the ankle? Well, I uh, used to until I joined the Shin Splints Recovery Group. Now I feel great. <laughs> That's right. If you'd like some non-medically sound advice. Find those assholes right now. It's fake. Don't do it. Here we go. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. OMG. Facts. Did you know the first Rolls Royce marketed in 1906 sold for about $784? Now it would be worth about $295,000. That same car? Price it couldn't even run. 1903 seems like it should be worth more right i mean well, no that no okay the first right. one ever made wow thank you all right i'm glad we're back you know you're not even missing the beat it's just like alan's here no this is inflation this is it would a 784 dollar car it would cost that much now brand new if you uh, bought it today yeah so if you're going back in time and you were like, oh, I go back and I buy me a Rolls Royce and take 784. No, you take a fucking bar of gold with you is what you would do. Right. And which that, you don't own. Doesn't that show Rolls Royces, I, I think, I, I don't know about motor vehicles. I don't know about Rolls Royces in general, but it seems like they appreciate if that's if that's true, right? This one, 290 Now, those that's what they cost uh, the higher end ones, right? It just means that they have always been expensive. Yeah, that's that's, pre- it, that's I appreciate them. <laughs> oh. uh, I I always remember that scene from uh, I think it was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where like uh, dude brings like all mm. this shit and he needs camels and stuff to go through the desert and he's like 1924 blah 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 Rose, blah Rose, 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 Rose. Rose. Yeah, and I even like the color. <laughs> <laughs> 
give this man whatever he would like. I'm like, oh, damn. Keys, so they've are, always keys been are in the ignition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, whatever. Fuck that. And all I could think of the whole time is like, if you were to, everybody thinks if they went back in time, they would do this or to do that. They, I'd buy this, you know, because it would be worth this much more when I came back to the future. Um, I, I guess if we ever stumble upon uh, a time machine, we really have to understand currency and, uh, you know, things that will still be worth what they'd be worth back then. Couldn't take regular money back in time right now. Yeah, I guess it depends on how far back you went. I mean, obviously, you couldn't use today's money because the dates on it would be in the future. Um, and depending on how far back you went, it might even be pretty costly to get a hold of just even a little bit of old money, right? I think, you'd have to, I think you'd have to print your own money because the counterfeiting back then, depending on how far back you Ooh. go, might not be as good. I like you what probably you're saying. Use, like, even, you could probably use even sort of rudimentary modern counterfeiting and get away with it, depending on how far back in time you went. I think you pinpoint when a <clears throat> big bank robbery happened and then you just beat the uh, the criminals to it. Or you just go in the back, you know, the <clears throat> behind all of them and throw a ski mask on and be like, I'm part of you guys and shoot them. <laughs> Or you just go back in time with modern weaponry and body armor (laughs) and just do it your damn self. Good point. Just come out. What if one of those men was like your great great grandfather, and then you just didn't exist anymore? Ooh, like a a looper style thing. Yeah. Or Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Air court. (laughs) Think it's (laughs) air court. (laughs) Did you know, Stephen Chen? Worked at Facebook for a few weeks before quitting to begin his own startup. It was called YouTube. Jesus. I, I, we've missed the boat, haven't we, man? Like, the, the next advancement, whatever it is, like, we're fucked. We're too old for it now. I mean, this, this guy worked at one of the most valuable companies in the world and then started the most valuable company in the world. Yeah, I mean... I, Christ, what what do you want to what do you want to say? You want us to feel worse about ourselves? Yeah, the guy that worked, is, the guy worked, like, the guy, the guy, the guy pitched for the Orioles and then pitched for the Yankees. <laughs> Fucking shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I don't know. I just find it fascinating that somebody like that worked at you know a, a Fortune 500 company only to start his own Fortune 500 company like a few weeks later. And no, and I, I always I always brag about my cousin who got into. Uh, he was he was a sales guy, and then he got into internet security in 1997. <laughs> like, Ooh. so he's got he's got a big bag of Rolls Royces that he walks around with every now and again. It's just uh, I don't know, man. I, I really you know like me, and then I look at myself. I got into radio right at, <laughs> right as the golden age was nosediving into a fucking cliff. This looks like a sustainable uh, sustainable line of technology. Get right into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's at its height. It's at its zenith. Oh, fuck the internet! You have to dial into that thing. It'll <laughs> never take off. It's a bit of a fad. Buzz, buzzing noise. That... <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to see that. I think it's going to blow over. If you ask me, yeah. too many chat rooms. <laughs> All right, fine. I've got three more facts for you, fuckers. Did you know? At its height, the British Empire ruled over twenty-three percent of the world's population. I, I, I'm not going to be able to tell you when, but I think I did hear that. Uh, only to be ha- only to be beaten out, not by total population, but by percentage of population by Genghis Khan. 
But here's the thing, though. I'm wondering, are they including like the native, like the the native American, South American populations? They didn't even know they were here. So if you take them off the table, isn't that about fifty percent? Because you're only dealing with half the other world, the other half of the world. Because the, when the British Empire is at its zenith, is at its zenith, you know, just before the American Revolution. Mm. Okay. Those areas were already colonized. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. And then they tried to fuck with this, and they got a little bit of that. You know what I mean? They got a little <laughs> bit of that five. They, they tried they to fuck one-two punch from a five-year-old. <laughs> they tried to fuck with this, which was yeah. which was that pretty much, <laughs> only <laughs> not that far removed. You know, we're not that far removed from talking like those people. And I know we're not I, at all. I mean, like idiots. <laughs> But they also had like they had what Australia, India, Isles all over the places, you know. Lots of lots of South and Central America. Yeah, Canada. Okay, how? So okay, I I have a question. I don't know if you guys can answer this, but the Falkland Islands, the queen, the queen's wealth, right? Like you know, the, the the Queen of England and the 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 British monarchy. Are they only wealthy? Like, do the British quote unquote rent? that island from them like it's the island the island of britain is that technically her land and then everybody just lives there and then they kind of like pay her a stipend because it's technically her land no i don't think so i think that the you know the royalty has certain estates but they don't own all of britain you know they own their estates and their castles etc etc but, you know, if you got a house, it's not the queen's land it's on. But, well, like, okay, don't they still, like, technically own, like, islands and shit? Like, uh, like Caribbean islands and things like that? Like, uh, it's like, I don't know, I'm just pulling one out of my ass here. But, like, Turks and Caicos or something like that? Like, that's a British-owned island. And then, but it's technically the queen's land. Are you talking about if they're, like, a... Uh, Province. Yeah, like a territory or a UK uh, yeah. member. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I don't think that they. Well, I, no, I don't think that they technically they, own it. That's how they used to. They don't do right. that anymore. But right. they've also they, since then they've 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 done other things with that wealth, like put it into things like FM uh, radio and you know, yeah. some long lasting investments. So yeah, you could go down to Turks and Caicos and you know be like the number one DJ, uh, you know, radio guy down there. <laughs> Believe me, I thought about that for a stint. Like, if I went to like Maria's old island, be like, "Hey, babe, you want to move back home?" I'll just be like, I, because they have so many tour, they have so many cruise ships come in there. I'd just be like, "You're, you know, like the 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 dockside radio guy, dude. You want to play some shuffleboard? You could get a fucking like a minuscule transmitter and just blast that shit into the ocean. That AM fucking wave would go on." To the UK, Forever. the Queen would be yeah. fucking. What is this? What is this shit? Who the hell is this? Yeah, and I could just live off of like uh, oversalted cruise food. <laughs> That's right. No, man, you have, you you'll be casting out right there on the rocks in your one bedroom, living <laughs> <laughs> with me and the family, hoping the weed man comes in from the the weed the mainland. <laughs> Did you know it took 220 years after the pencil was invented for someone to invent the eraser? Oof. 
That's a pretty big lag right there. I, yeah, yes, it is. 200 years? 222. <clears throat> well, let me, let me ask you this, though. Okay. I, there's got to be a reason, right? I mean, well, he, that, there's, just, there's way too easy for somebody not to have gotten there. I, I imagine the kind of lead that they used was not erasable, maybe up to some point. Well, I guess vulcanized rubber probably wasn't a thing that, yet. That's so what I was like, going to yeah, say. Could, I can look at a pencil and say, okay, the lead, I can understand. The eraser seems like it came after the lead. But 220 years, you know, two centuries plus, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's quite a gap. Wait, when was the pencil invented? I, that, I, that I don't know. That my Adam, fun fact calendar does not contain. You're gonna, I ask these questions frequently, and Murr reminds me that the uh, fun fact calendar is pretty, pretty limited in the... Uh, <laughs> well, you know, what's not, you know what's not limited is the internet. The Google. You know. Right. Well, that just makes it a lot less fun if we start looking up facts. Uh, oh, while we don't do this? I'm facts. sorry. This is my first fun <clears throat> facts Friday. It's I, easier you know. to speculate. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, hold on. Since I already did it. Okay. Already okay. Did. Yeah. It's. Um. When do you guys think that the pencil was invented? Oof. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna have to go. Well, they were using feathers for so fucking long. So I'm gonna say. Ugh, wait, but 220. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the, the mid 1800s. So it didn't catch on. They were still using some ink and, and feathers, but uh, there was a you know like a 20 year gap. Like, oh, you're a lead pencil user? Jesus. Yeah, if that I'm was the say- case, if that was mid-1800s, then... Mid-17, sorry. Mid-17. Mid-17, okay. Oh, that's so... Uh, he just took so then the racer, was inve- the racer was invented in, like, 1970? I must say that the eraser was invented in 1885. So, 1885, 17, 16... I'm going to say the pencil was invented then in uh, 1640. Yeah, I'm, I'm doubling down. I'm going to say the eraser was not invented until the 1970s. <laughs> Wes is right. <laughs> Amazingly. No, actually. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, pencil was invented around 1662. The first modern pencil was 1795. That, but, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Fun facts by getting to more facts <laughs> actually no that was a that was a better fact it would have been better if it was like did you know the pencil was invented in 1665 wait okay then why were they why why did thomas jefferson sit down by candlelight with a fucking like ha- like the side of a lamb and fucking like write with ink with a fucking feather yeah, because he's a pencil. Be uh, because he, he was he had been using it for so long, you know. Can teach an old dog new tricks. He don't want to fuck with that lead. Always the feather and ink. <laughs> Always. I, it's probably cheaper. I mean, I, you know, I imagine the, the first pencils if they're starting, they start getting mass produced in the mid 1600s. Yeah. Do you know the you first know? The, the first pencil would be worth the two hundred dollars today? <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> and finally. Did you know goldfish have a memory span of several months and can even be trained to do tricks? Wow. You know, that, 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 that's, that messes up Ted Lasso. Do you guys ever, you guys watch Ted Lasso? Yeah. Yeah. He said like, you know, be like a goldfish. You know, have a short memory, right? God, yeah. Well, I was, you know, the, the, the old wives tale is that the goldfish only have like a five second memory. Yeah, seven second. I, I think I've heard every every single digit, uh, you know, analogy from every other person. You goldfishes! It's like, oh, 
So you were involved in the uh, the goldfish psychology experiment that happened way back when. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but what are they remembering, honestly? Like, what kind of tricks can you teach them? I saw some guy, he did teach a goldfish to, like, swim up and down through some hoops. But it's only because that's where he dumped the food all the time. So when he'd get out, he'd get out the little shaker, and he'd... And then the goldfish would swim through the little fucking... Like, yay. It's not like you can get a goldfish to fetch you a beer. You can't get them to do anything good. What do you uh, what, what, what do you what do you constitute as a goldfish trick? Hey, Mer. exactly. Yeah, my point. What is a goldfish trick? What constitutes a goldfish trick? I don't know. I think that's pretty impressive to get a goldfish to do anything on command. Yeah. How dare you? That's because you're a goldfishist and you don't think goldfish are capable of anything. So anything they do. You're impressed by. I mean, if somebody without any legs dunks, I'd be impressed by that. You know, like some, some that doesn't that doesn't there. make me like an ableist. <laughs> Fair point. Oh man, yeah. That I meant to ask you a question back when uh, we talked about the five-year-old. Uh, I, can you punch a? Am I allowed to punch a handicapped person? Jeez, oh, just stop trying to beat. People up who are children asking for I mean, a friend. Of course. How how handicapped? I mean, how how capable? I mean, does is he is he have a cane that he's hitting you with? Um, okay, well that that wraps up Fun Fact Friday. So let me get back to this. How handicapped does a person have to be before I'm legally liable for their injuries? If they if they start shit, what I'm getting at is guys in a wheelchair, oh, jawing off. Hold done. on, check you're this. <laughs> wheelchair, no, no, no. you done. <laughs> check this out. Check this out, though. We're supposed to, we live in the era of equality, right? You're not supposed to look at anybody any different. Just because they're in a wheelchair doesn't mean that they're any less of a person. They're acting like an asshole. Do they have an equal right to get punched in the face? I would say they should, under the law, uh, have just as, you should be able to punch them just as, in the same situation as you would be able to punch an able body per, you know, non-handicapped person um so but just yeah you know realize that people are on juries and it doesn't look good yeah getting handicapped people so you might you, you really want to be damn sure about that one uh, damn sure about before punching any kids you know elderly too i'm sure you want to hit some elderly people too Mar. you know uh, yeah I'm not an ageist, okay, and I don't appreciate <laughs> the accusation. There, there was uh, there was a little person that I went to college with who uh, who got mouthy when he got drunk. There was a couple times where I was like, "God, man, you're gonna get not to me, but just like noticing it, witnessing it. It's like you're gonna you're gonna get punched. You ought to get punched for some of the things you're saying." And I think a lot of people had some restraint. Didn't happen. Never happened. At least to what I I know. Maybe it happened behind closed doors. <laughs> now, all right, hypothetical for you guys. Taking, I know we okay. need specifics here, but if you're on a jury and somebody's trying to, you know, defend punching somebody else, what do you think is the hardest one to overcome? Punching a child, punching an elderly person, a handicapped person, or a little person? What's the hardest to, like, justify? Yeah. The elderly. Yeah. Ooh. Like, I was gonna give a kid, a kid like a like a, a, what under seven. Well, I was gonna go yeah. with, using yeah. our example, like the five year old. Like, yeah, you, know, you can't like that. The, like, the, the the kid and the elderly elderly run in, run neck and neck. 
But the yeah. kid, you could karate chop him, and their body's elastic, and they're probably not going to break anything if they fall. An elderly person falls like a fucking pro wrestler just took a sweet chin music from Shawn Michaels. Damn near everything that touches concrete is going to break. Okay, Miss, but see, back, you're, you're thinking of you're thinking of the aftermath, and I'm thinking of the moment here. Mm. Like, because old people don't always realize how old they old and fragile they are. And so they'll jaw off or be as aggressive as they would have been if they were a young buck. But they and, and they'll come at you and they got those fucking like, I don't know, like even though their arms are brittle, it's like they're they're harder because they've been fucking like, you know, almost like steel. that has been beat on for years and years and years. They're, you ever been hit by an old person, man? Like been gripped up by one? Like, Not particularly, no. Uh, dude, I, I, can, I, I remember my grandfather, man, that motherfucker had like two fake hips fucking barely walked but man if he fucking grabbed you none none of us ever until the day he died none of us beat him arm wrestling that motherfucker was strong as shit fucking beaten and hardened by time so i could see him jawing off and then catching one because he's being a dick yeah but when he hit the ground he would have shattered like glass so, when so you, i see what you're yeah that's what? what i'm thinking yeah the aftermath yeah yeah so i'm not thinking of the aftermath i'm thinking of the moment so if in that order, I would say the kid is the least justifiable, followed by the little person, um, the handicapped, and then the elderly. So I would mm. fight an elderly person. I would fight a handicapped person. I would think twice before I beat up a little person. And then a kid, uh, yeah, it's, it's all situational. They might catch a fucking like flying knee or something, a fucking Saget fucking knee from Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. <laughs> a Bob Saget. Like, oops. And, yeah, Bob Saget. <laughs> me. Like, like an oops. Like, I was just trying to protect myself when my knee came up in a very violent fucking quick motion and yeah. fucking knocked his teeth out. Do you, have, do you remember that middle school teacher, Wilson? Mm-hmm. Murd, you have yeah. him at Perryville? Yeah, he was middle school science. Yeah, that, yeah. Guy, that guy always was hoping that some middle school boy would break bad on him. Always. And I was always, like, ready to fucking just... Oh, you, you want some? God, I hope you do. I hope you fucking want to get your fucking teeth beat in. Dude, I, I saw him. Th- I saw him threaten a kid. So I, I saw him threaten many. <laughs> like, but he grabbed him. Kid was in a cast, full leg cast. Somebody pushed him and he fell into the door. Wilson went over, yanked the door open, grabbed the kid by, by the fucking, by the shirt collar. And was like, that's why your fucking leg's broken. And then shoved him back. Guy was on crutches. Wilson had a twofer. He, he tried to fight a kid and a handicapped person <laughs> in the same fight. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't a little. He wasn't like a little person too, was he? <laughs> yeah, that's back Man, in the nineties. You could justify that. Like punk smashed into my door. <laughs> starting to respect him more and more. <laughs> all right, guy had like a porn star mustache and pit stains all day. That's right. Any, any new science. <laughs> Not the science of antiperspirants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Fun Fact Friday and Asking for a Friend wrapped up. Yeah, that's everything. All right. Before you go, uh, two prisoners at uh, <clears throat> Edna Mahan Correctional Facility out of New Jersey. Calvary, you familiar? Just, just send a few people that way. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. Okay. So, uh, person, the... Um, the inmate is transgendered, uh, born a male, goes to this all-woman's facility and knocks up two inmates. Uh, Edna Mayhan reportedly uh, houses 27 
Transgender inmates, uh, NewJersey.com says, DOC officials declined to comment. No shit. Yeah. So uh, male slash female inmate goes in there. What the hell do you expect? Two inmates are now are down, knocked up. Give us your thoughts on the mess at Edna Mayhan Correctional Facility in New Jersey. That's a mess you can't clean up. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess she's a lesbian. Just wanted to have a little fun time, you know? Hey, prison. Weird things happen in prison. I don't yeah. even know how to comment on this anymore. Like, I'm so... I don't like to be gun-shy on this type of shit, but, like... People are lying. They're not. I'm saying there's some people out there that have true gender dysphoria, and they need help. This person found a way to bang chicks in prison, and I applaud him for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you what? You get implants, some uh, estrogen shots. You know, you get you get just across the uh, the you get a little left of center. They send you that way. Like, yeah, you can go there. And Adam, what did you say? You said if you got sent to jail for X amount of years, you would just do this too? I mean, look, it sounds better than being in a male prison, right? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I hate, I, I'm not trying to uh, undermine, uh, you know, people who are transitioning or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like a better alternative to me than going to a male prison. Will you be semi-surprised if this inmate <clears throat> then goes back to mail after a year and says, like, I just couldn't take it in there. Too much complaining, <laughs> too much bickering, bitching. <laughs> no, uh, but I... Well, I, well I, I'll tell you what, if he, if he fully transitions, becomes a female, and just decides he doesn't like being around all these other women, and then goes to the male prison, ah, uh, he'll be pretty popular. There, <laughs> I would think. <laughs> be be like hall monitor yeah, extraordinaire. I, I have a feeling that someone will try to impregnate him at some juncture, <laughs> and it won't be as much fun as this prison <laughs> situation was for him. Um, yeah, no this this on this unfortunately for that community is going to become the the poster child for several uh, Fox News stories in the very near future because <laughs> this I, I yeah I mean is there. This might be for a future asking for a friend, but like I, I'm starting to need I have the urge to know like what the legal parameters are for be quote unquote being considered a woman. Because if you got a penis, you still have the ability to impregnate people. Right. I just I don't I don't know like where's the line? I th I think it's a certain amount of the gene therapy. It's like there's there's a there's a threshold of how many of those you get when you're trying to transition. And at a certain point, after so many shots, after X amount of time, then they say, yep, you are now deemed a woman. But I'm not defending it. What I'm saying is it's like, all right, inmate so-and-so, pull your pants down, take your clothes off. We're going to give you a... This is the movie version of it. They're going to give you the shower where they scrub you and mm. they blast you, you know, throw the lie at you or whatever. But like, yeah, you see a penis, like, huh. Wow, you're here. You're here at this jail. Mm -hmm. Yep, yes, ma'am. I think you got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <I> mean... <laughs> got, got three shots last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Just, yeah. just beat the threshold. I, I mean, shit, dude. If you were gonna do, I don't know what, twenty five, thirty years. You know, like maybe, we, maybe this person figured out I can get just over that threshold, but not lose my manhood entirely. 
You know, mm-hmm. maybe if I wanted to backtrack and, and get some testosterone and get the tits taken, assuming they had a breast implant, I don't know. Uh, but, but then but I, I can become a man when I get out in 30 years, but I'm going to enjoy this 30 years. Unless they put you in solitary the entire time. Obviously well, not. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, 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 I mean, they couldn't do that, right? Because that would be discriminating against somebody but, because but they're... They're not going to let this continue. Not anymore. <sighs> I mean, look, I would just imagine... You're saying the guy's pull-out would, game is weak? Dude, this guy's her, wait, pulling her, more... Her pull-out game is weak, sorry. <laughs> yes. She's pulling more pussy in jail than most dudes are pulling on the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, what's the threshold? I would assume, I was just under the assumption that to reach that threshold, you wouldn't have any swimmers left, at least. If you're still intact, if you still had all your bait and tackle, mm-hmm. I would just assume that you didn't have any scent on the bait anymore. You know what I mean? Like, impregnated two people. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. And this, get, this was this, this was this wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to. This isn't a, I, uh, this isn't a clear cut case, right? No, <laughs> it I mean, is no, it is a no cut case, apparently. <laughs> uh, I mean, huh. yeah, it's the problem with something like this. I mean, you know, the prison system is. I mean, out in the out in the world, I mean, what you decide to call yourself, man, woman, and how you identify and all that. I mean. If you walk, you're just doing your day to day thing, going to work, going to stores, whatever. That doesn't make that big of a difference. When you have to separate people into a prison, uh, yeah, it's a whole different story. I mean, we're just not used to dealing with that. Yeah. Can you imagine this, though, from a women's prison standpoint? Who mo- I'm not saying most, <clears throat> but well, the, the, there's a there's a fair range of maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm going to bite my tongue on this one. They're, they're looking to have sex. OK. And they resort to, but you, an inmate comes in who's a woman who also has a penis. You imagine that? Like, damn, <laughs> I got to get me some of that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying that I would do this in a male prison, but if a male inmate came in with a vagina. I mean, I think, yes, yeah, back to my example. I mean, what if you said what if this person then transitioned back? I mean, what if you were, right, the same sort of thing, a man who was transitioning to be a woman. You came into a male prison. Yeah, I feel like that person would probably, you know, you mean the same situation, but be highly sought after. Differently, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, highly. Although I feel like anybody new coming into a male prison is highly sought after. As soon as you walk in. Mm. Which is why I would get out of there. Go <laughs> <laughs> that female dance. All right. Um, that is the uh, before you go, Mr. Murr. Tell the folks and everyone who's listening, and you're going to fill in. I'm going to actually take notes and see how you do this week at uh, letting everyone know where they can find us. That's right. You can find us all over the internet. Look, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're also on Apple and Google Podcasts. But if you'd like to find us on Twitter, Twitter, we are the MDL Class Holes. We're the Middle Class Holes on Instagram, and you can find us also as the Middle Class Holes on TikTok. Uh, Facebook, the Middle Class Holes as well. Hey, thanks Oopsie. a lot for fucking Sorry. up my flow there, Wes. I think I did a pretty damn fine job. But again, anywhere you can find us, uh, podcast form, you can find us. Apple, Google Podcast, best way to find us. And YouTube as well. <laughs> did not do that on purpose. I'm sorry. Thank you very That's much. That's fine. And if you'd also like to email us, you can do that at tickleourtummies, tickleourtummies at gmail.com.
Thank you, sir. And I appreciate you filling in. Alan, yeah. we'll see you next week. Adam, thank you for joining us, man. Hey, uh, we'll get you back in a few. Listen, how, do you have a preference on whether or not people like send us digging out uh, news clips versus people sending in uh, real submissions? Say say we get some traction. Say we get some like, you know, some some real life people saying, hey, look, asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm always happy to, to give advice to a friend. Okay. A friend. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not. Or a friend, I guess. Because, uh, yeah. Six degrees of bacon atom. There we go. Booyah. Uh, well, th- again, Dayman, thanks for hopping on. Um, well, that's all we have time. Now get the fuck out of here, is what he's saying. <laughs> that's all we have time for tonight. <laughs> Until next time, friends. <laughs>